This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. KYW Original Podcasts. Hey, this is KYW's Dave Uram. Thank you very much for listening to the KYW Sports Pod. The Phillies announced that over 10,000 fans took part in the Phil's Cardboard Cutout Program, which brought in over $320,000 net proceeds going to Phillies charities. A couple of weeks before this announcement was released, I chatted with the Phil's Director of Promotion, Scott Branrith, about the backstory of the cutouts, the popularity of them, and the success. Here's the interview. I hope you enjoy. Very pleased to be joined by Phillies Director of Promotion, Scott Branrith, um, to talk about what was a really successful program this year with the Phillies, the cardboard cutouts that you saw fill the lower bowl, the entirety of the lower bowl throughout the entire season when fans were unfortunately not allowed at Citizens Bank Park. Scott, thank you for the time. The first thing I'm wondering is, what was your overall takeaway from the cardboard cutout program? Uh, we were really, really pleased with it. We, we Entering the... Um, <clears throat> Entering the promotion, if you will, we we had no idea how it was going to go. Um, it was definitely something that none of us had experience experience with. Um, it was quite odd um, to uh, discuss cardboard fans or uh, you know cutouts. Uh, but uh, as it, as the bowl, even even in the first series when we saw the, the healthcare workers behind home plate, uh, we knew it could, it could be kind of cool because it it just added a little bit extra instead of looking at blank seats uh, behind home plate. And then as the season went on and we just saw it building and building, going past the dugouts to the foul poles and then filling the lower bowl, it, uh, it really added, a, added an element to the ballpark. Did you expect it to be able to fill the lower bowl? Because if you look at other, <laughs> other ballparks, and, and some have filled it out pretty well, some don't have any of them, um, I feel like you guys – if not as good as anybody else, better than every other team. You guys really did a great job in the lower bowl. Did you expect it to get to get to that point? No, no. We 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 like I, I we did not we did not know how many we could actually do. Uh, you know, we we opened it up to the season ticket holders at first, and then to the general public, and we just uh, we just kept going, um, and uh, you know, we just. We and actually they were only they were probably only on sale for for two or three weeks um, because we want I mean because it took some time to actually produce them and, and all that and we wanted to to get them in there but it just we just kept going we didn't really have a plan on 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 what to do uh, but it filled it and it turned out to be around ten thousand cutouts and then we 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 we've um, of course put some put some special ones in here and there some with sponsors and and had some fun with different uh, programs, but it, it basically ended up filling the entire lower bowl. Um, and we didn't really get, you know, above that expect, except for a couple special things that we did. 
So, so if I'm correct, I heard you correctly. Just to clarify, you sold ten about ten thousand cutouts in a in a two week span to the to fans. Yeah, I think it was July twenty. Yeah, about that. Wow. I, I think we cut off sales on August seventh. So um, that that was a, it was right around ten thousand total. I mean, there might have been some some of our uh, you know our sponsor things and some other comp things in there, but. The total number of cutouts is right around 10,000. Uh, whose idea was the cardboard cutouts initially? Because at first, I think there was some hope that at least some fans would be able to go to the game. So who came up with this, with this creative idea? You know, it came from, uh, it came from our brass, actually. Um, our, our Vice President, Kurt Funk, uh, told Jamie Trout and myself, who's uh, in our events department here, uh, about something that they talked about in one of their VP meetings. and. So uh, Jamie Jamie started looking into it and found the Bundesliga. I don't even know how to oh. say it. A German one of the German soccer clubs had 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 already started it, uh, and that was kind of cool how they did it, uh, how it looked, how their website looked to, to get their fans to you know it had the silhouette in there, uh, so it was easy for the fans to kind of put their uh, you know cut, do the correct uh, photo. Uh, so that was one thing, and then we. Um, we talked to a local printer, Color, color Reflections, and uh, then we uh, got uh, talking to the Seattle Mariners, and we started talking to the to the back end people that they were using out in Seattle, uh, and that made it really customer friendly. We wanted to make sure that there was the the tech technology was there for the fans to be able to to do it correctly, and for us to be able to to do a do a lot of them. Uh, it all came together that way. Cool, cool. What was what was the goal, Scott, when you guys started this? What was what were your hopes when when you started this program? Uh, well, we wanted to we wanted to be able to connect to our fans somehow because that that's obviously been a difficult uh, thing this year. Get them engaged somehow. Um, add color to the ballpark. Um, frankly, you know, the broadcast. We didn't know what the broadcast was going to look like without fans. Uh, so. It, you know, it, it. We thought it. Would, we thought it could give the broadcasters and the, the camera guys to talk about something to shoot, and they just they did they did a tremendous job with it. I mean, they they would talk about it all the time. Uh, they would show different angles. They would show different sections, uh, and they really did a great job of even when we were adding people late. Uh, they would they would make sure to shoot those people to make sure that those those folks got on the air at some point. Uh, so, and it, you know, it gave the, it gave the fanatic something to do. The fanatic, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was our only fan here, um, in, in, in live and in person. So the fanatic certainly had a good time, you know, uh, going to the crowd, um, trying to get them to do the wave, uh, trying to sell programs to the cutouts, which yeah. was unsuccessful. You know how difficult it is. <laughs> uh, so he tried to do that one, one game. He had some fun with some visiting cutouts a few times. So yeah. it just you know it was just something to do something to add something to the ballpark and then let's see what we can do with it when a home run hit a cutout you guys would replace that cutout with the player who hit the home run um and i guess i I would assume that the cutout that you guys moved was just moved to to another seat um who came up with that idea how did that all come about to put the players um cut out where where a home run ball was hit I think that just came out of one one of our meetings. We we had a we had a small team here uh, between myself and and Jamie Trout and Carolyn Severi and Mike Harris and uh, Melissa Monty, who who actually did a lot of our creative uh, 
work with the with the photos. And I think it just came out of one of those meetings where we're like, I know we did see. I think it was Oakland was giving the uh, foul balls that hit fans. They were going to give them the baseball. Um, but when we started this, we we got the cutouts right away um, for the for the players. But when we started it, there was no there was no fans in the outfield. So right. the first time that somebody hit a home run there, it was just a D.D. Gregorius uh, cutout by himself in you know section one hundred and five. Um, and then <clears throat> we kept doing that. Um, and then when the when the uh, fans started infiltrating the outfield. Then we started, you know, taking the fan out, putting, putting the, probably putting the fan up toward the top of that section, replacing it with the, uh, with the player. And then at, at, and then at one point, uh, you know, halfway through the season, we decided to do so. We wanted to do something for those fans that quote unquote got hit. So that's, that's, we, we, we logged them. We knew who they were. We knew where they were. And on fan appreciation day, we, we stuck them up in the scoreboard porch uh, actually, the day before, we took them down to the clubhouse and the players signed signed the cutouts, and then we put them up top uh, in the scoreboard porch for the for the final game. So that was that was kind of a cool cool thing that we could do, and I, I'm sure it was, it was probably interesting for the players because it is for us when we walk around and see these cutouts um, when they saw them in person when they were signing them because there was a there was certainly a variety of uh, variety of photos there from uh, all right. the photos to to kids. Um, it, it was, it was really cool. You also had different themes. You mentioned the healthcare heroes. Um, we did a story on uh, childhood cancer awareness month of, of the kids and with the gold cutouts behind home plate, uh, you put the flyers in there a little bit. I think the Eagles were, were in there. The 1980 Phillies were in there. How did it come about to have all these different themes of the cutouts? Well, that, that was, that was kind of, uh, you know, we, we had a promotional schedule this year and that's my main job. Uh, and that got basically thrown out the window when, when 162 games got banged. Uh, but when the schedule finally did come out, uh, we took a look at it. We, there were some major league dates on there that, that they kept some, uh, some of their uh, annual uh, events on, uh, Jackie Robinson Day, Roberto Clemente Day. Um, the, the 100th anniversary of the Negro Leagues was something that we were going to celebrate in June this year, and we've had a – uh, we were very fortunate to have a, a great relationship with some of the surviving Philadelphia stars. So um, that, I think that was one of the, one of the first ones that we did as far as uh, putting them out uh, behind home plate. We had, I think we might've had about 20, 20 photos of some of the stars um, uh, from their playing days. And one uh, of our stars, Malin Duckett, we, we put his current, his more current photo in, uh, and there was a one spot right behind home plate that was a really good spot that you could see all the time. Right. Palin was there. Uh, and then the other guys were, were behind him. And then after that game, we put all of them, uh, along with some of the ones that Major League Baseball gave us, up in the scoreboard porch. So that was a cool thing. Uh, you mentioned cancer, childhood cancer awareness. That was a, a Major League Baseball and Phillies initiative that we do every year. So they went behind home plate. Flyers, um, the nineteen eighty. It was the fortieth anniversary of, yep. of the nineteen eighty club. So, we were we were planning to have a big celebration uh, on on August seventh, August ninth, whatever that weekend was this year. Um, you know, on Alumni Weekend, Toyota Alumni Weekend, and we just weren't able to have the big celebration. But we still found a way to kind of kind of celebrate them and actually give the again give the broadcasters something to theme theme the game around instead of doing the same game. You know, all th- all sixty games. 
Um, we had Larry Bella in that day. He was, he was on the broadcast. They could show those guys and, and talk about all 40. It was kind of a cool visual to see all 40. Um, you know, some people were, were laughing at me because I, I, I got the, I got the team picture from 1980 and I put the guys in the exact same uh-huh. position. Uh, and they thought I was nuts, but uh, you know, you got, you got to, you got to be accurate to the, uh, to the team photos. And we even added uh, we even added Willie Carpenter, Willie Carpenter and the Pope uh, to the, to the cutouts. And then uh, the uh, Hispanic heritage celebration. We, we did that toward the end of the season as part of a major league baseball celebration. So we had some of our, some of our uh, great Latin players like uh, TT and Sammy and and uh, and Chooch up there, uh, up in the right field. One of the things that I noticed during the telecast all season long is is you guys would run spots where you would show fans coming coming to the ballpark and either standing next to a cutout of a family member, maybe a deceased family member, or themselves since they can't be there. Um, so, from what your sense, Scott, what do you think it meant? to the fans to be able to participate in this cutout program, whether it be have themselves there or, or in a sentimental case, have a family member there who's no longer alive, but was in the ballpark this year spiritually through those cutouts. I think uh, those, those, those features were tremendous. Uh, Carolyn Saveri here kind of spearheaded that and they're all on phillies.com. You can check out the video section and I, and I know they, they were running, you know, one of them each game, uh, but I think all five or six of them are on, on phillies.com. And one of the guys in the, in those videos said, there's a lot of stories out here. And that's, that's completely true. There's, there's so many stories um, of, uh, you know, lost, lost loved ones or people sitting together that haven't sat together in a long time because of situations. Um, My parents are out there. My dad wanted to sit with my mom again. So that was kind of a, a cool thing. Um, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, and, and like I said before, when you, and I was walking around, walking around there yesterday, um, cause we're starting to take some out, just looking at the different, uh, images. I mean, there's, there's cl- clearly a couple 1970s, uh, high school, uh, senior portraits out there. There's a bunch of people just, you know, on the beach. There's some that are just, you know, fans in the ballpark from, you know, years ago or, or, or last year. Um, so there's, there's, there's really are there really are stories behind. Uh, there's a lot of the a lot of the photos and some of the some of the images of the kids are just they're hysterical. They're they're baby. Some there's one baby out there with just food all over. His, um, so there's there's really uh, really some cool stories. Um, my last thing for you, Scott, is um, what's your hope for 2021? Uh, obviously, the hope is fans in the stands. But what, what what's your hope right now, sitting here in early October? Absolutely. I, I, that's, that is our goal. I mean, whether it's, you know, 25% of, of the, of the capacity of the ballpark, which is probably about 12,000 fans. I mean, I'll, I'll, that's not uh, great, you know, as far as uh, us getting back to a full, full revenue stream here, uh, but it's better than zero fans. Um, so, you know, it all depends. I mean, you know they're gonna they're gonna try in, in the World Series and maybe even the NLCS uh, to have some fans. So that's that's something that's um, you know that's a, a step. Uh, obviously, there's there's pro football and college football games that are having some fans. So hopefully those things prove that it's pretty safe and and, and fans are being responsible. And um, you know and quite frankly, we're gonna see an NBA and NHL 
you know, season before we start playing. Uh, so we'll see how that happens. But it, you know, in an open air facility like this, um, there's 42,000 seats and, and the ballpark was kind of built for some standing room. Uh, so, you know, hopefully there's, there's some room there to, to, to get some folks here. And then maybe there's, maybe we can get the 50% at some point and then see what happens with the, the overall, uh, you know, vaccine thing. And, and hopefully we get back to, back to normal. Cause I know the, I know the players certainly miss it. I mean, I think it played pretty well on, on television. Um, it was definitely when you were down here and I was in the outfield most of the time watching the games, it was a little, was a little odd, uh, you know, not hearing that uh, natural uh, sound voice, uh, the crowd voice, but crowd noise, but um, you know, the, the players did a good job uh, of focusing and, and our team here, fan vision wise did a good job of kind of making the game presentation as, as close to what it was as possible. And I'm sure you got a room full of uh, giveaways that need to be handed out 2020 giveaways that need to be given out to people when they are hopefully able to come back to the ballpark, Bryce Harper's yeah. bobblehead and some other big ones that are supposed to come out this year. Yeah, I see. I think I see Roy Holiday's statue right behind. Right. Me. Yeah, uh, Doc statue. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. We we do have a we do have a few ready to go, and we'll we'll see how the the schedule pans out. Cool. Scott Brandreth, director of promotions for the Phillies. Thank you so much for the time. Stay safe and have a wonderful off season. You too. Thanks, Dave. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or. I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.